The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. It is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. It was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland. Give the show a follow. Give it a a review. Follow it on Spotify. Do all that stuff. I think you're supposed to mash subscribe buttons if I know anything from what the youths tell me. Uh, you're getting a half speed wolf today. I'm going to be honest. I have been sick all week, but with what's coming up this week in racing, I couldn't sit it out and, uh, I've got a crutch to lean on anyway. And that crutch's name is Caleb Knight. Caleb, what's going on, buddy? What's up, Chase? Good to be back. Uh, sorry you're not feeling so well. There's definitely some, some nastiness going around. So it's that time of year, but Excited to be on with you and looking forward to getting back to your old uh, stomping grounds in your backyard over at Oaklawn Park this week. That's right. It's it's Oaklawn. It's my traditional eating and mating territory, I guess. It's where I eat and fuck. Uh, I mean, I like I said, I had to get in here and do this episode. I, I love Oaklawn, uh, for one, because it's so close to me. It's where I've kind of cut my teeth, if you will. But two, uh, because some people fucking hate it. A lot of people really do not like Oaklawn, which I've never understood. But uh, what do you think? Why do you think people hate Oaklawn sometimes, Caleb? Man, you know, it really is a track that people just love or hate. Like, no one's ever like, oh, yeah, Oaklawn, it's fine. Like, you know, six out of ten. Like, no, people are like, fuck, fuck yeah, Oaklawn, or like, absolutely not. And I don't really know why. I don't know if it's like the no turf thing maybe that turns people off. But, you know, that, that seems to be a lot of tracks run by Churchill at this point in time. So I don't. That, they need new reasons. Yeah, pretty much everywhere in America, except for like <laughs> Gulfstream and I guess Santa Anita, whenever it starts running. Those turfs are questionable. Yeah, it's true. Uh, which the what well, Gulfstream is supposed to be lush, but they still haven't run on on that turf yet. I don't think. Or they did they finally run on it last weekend? I don't know. It you're asking matter. the wrong guy. If you're asking about Gulfstream. It's not the time of year for turf racing. If you're if you're turf racing, you live in an unnatural climate in December, is what I'm gonna say. Uh. You know, when I handicap an Oakland card and I talk to Caleb about it, basically, I'm just trying to get through the card without Caleb saying that he hates the horse that I've picked, <laughs> uh, because that's usually I mean, might as well just have Bradley Cooper fire, fire a well-placed rifle round right through the vitals of that horse. And I say Bradley Cooper specifically because uh, Caleb is a very handsome man. Um, so that's. Yeah, for this show, I will be very much trying to just get through this, uh, you know, without Caleb saying he hates my horses. Caleb, how does it feel to have this sort of psychic ability? You know, I mean, I remember one time you're, I think the birthplace of uh, the hate lasers that I throw at some of these horses. Um, You know, it's a lot of responsibility. It truly it is. But, you know, I think uh, I'll try to save most of my hatred for uh, our dear friend Mark Capitan's picks this weekend. There we go. I, I've tried to turn the tables on K- Caleb and be like, you know what, Caleb, 
I fucking hate that horse you picked in the second <laughs> race. And then it will win for fun. Like, he, he, he kills horses' chances with their minds. I just kind of build them up and make them into, like, I don't know. My hate is like a training montage for underdog horses, whereas his is just, just a death sentence. Uh, yeah, so, I people. it seems like people's complaint with, with uh, Oakland is, might as well throw a dart. That's what I hear so much is, you know, might as well just throw a dart because they feel like the, the results are, are crazy. I think the way to explain the crazy results is there are horses shipping from so many different places. Uh, There's so many different trainers. You're not used to all these horses like running against each other or anything. I, I think that's I if I have to think about it like that has to be it. That's really all I got. Like as to as to what makes it insane. I know the early pick fives are usually just stupid stupid paying they usually play pay like an escalade for the for the early 50 cent pick five and i don't i don't know why that is specifically that's such a good bet and you know what I, what I like about it and i don't know if people maybe one of their gripes is field size is oakland typically gets some bigger fields and if you're coming from california or honestly lately new york racing you know mm-hmm. yeah it takes you more than you know 10 minutes to get through a sequence that's a good point. I, I don't think people have uh, have really kind of started to harp on the field sizes in New York yet. Th- those are starting to dwindle a little bit, it seems. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, we've got a couple races here. And I mean, how often is it that you see uh, 14 horse races with also eligibles on the dirt? It's not often. It, it's not often at all. It's a uh, it's a mental grind. So part of me is glad that they've actually moved to these like three day a week uh you know uh running schedules as opposed to before they were uh running in december's and opening in january they were four day a week thursday through through sunday which was really like i was a broken shell of a man by the end of the meet uh whenever they were running four days a week are you a fan of the three day a week schedule or would you rather have racing all you know all week long i like the three day a week schedule but if i remember didn't they also start earlier than they previously did with the four day like they started in like december compared to january or something like that they the, the I guess not last meet, but the meet before two meets ago. Yeah. 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 They bumped it up and it was just like a couple weeks earlier, yeah. but they also extended it out to, um, to the Derby. Past, right? Yeah. To Kentucky Derby. Pat, it used to traditionally close on Arkansas Derby day. Now it's, I mean, it, it used to be mid January to, uh, Arkansas Derby day in the middle of April and it was done. Then they crept it out to, to, uh, Kentucky Derby day in May, the stay till May thing. Uh, and now they've, just stretch it out further into December to where like, you know, Oakland begins and ends in the same calendar year. And I don't know what to do with myself, quite honestly. <laughs> All right. But I do know what we are going to be doing on this show. And we're going to talk about it more whenever we come back from this break here on the Notorious OTB brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. And bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in the same game parlay? WinBet is your home with the WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today. Receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present the state where play through winbet is available. Here's something you know as gambling problem. 1-800-522-4700. 
Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, It is Wednesday. That means it's the BBW show. That's right. We're not talking about big girls. We're talking about our bankroll builder Wednesday, where we take a look ahead to a Friday card. You've got a hundred dollar budget. You can play any race. You can play any wager type. We're just talking about what we think our best bets for the card are going to be. So, of course, we are looking at the Friday Oakland Park meet opening card. That's December 9th. First post, 1.30 Eastern, 12.30 God's time. And it kicks off with a six furlong maiden claimer, $20,000. Just throwing throwing the best races right out there, <laughs> right off the bat with a $20,000 maiden claimer. Uh, I know Caleb jumped into it right off the bat, and uh, I think he played uh, one of the uh, – the type of wagers that we mentioned being one of the most lucrative bets in racing. Go ahead. Talk us through what you got for race one. Yeah. So for race one, I actually have uh, you know, two bets coming out of here. I am starting a pick five that you alluded to earlier, and I'm going to use two horses, the same two horses that I'm actually going to use in a daily double in this leg. So for me, these are races that I actually kind of like to attack because I think we have some really lousy favorites in this race. Uh, speaking of horses that I hate, Horses that go 0 for 8, 0 for 10, 1 for 20, that just prove that they just aren't that good are never horses that I really want to bet at short prices. And uh, we have two of them in this race with the six still on the books and the seven bourbon on fire. These horses have just had enough chances for me. I mean, uh, Deodoro horse that's 0 for 8, gone off less than 5 to 2 in five, his last five starts and just hasn't got the job done. Bourbon on fire, 0 for 11. Asmussen claims the horse, doesn't get the job done on the drop. Um, yeah, puts up his son, Keith. Just doesn't inspire confidence to me. I don't want anything to do with either one of those. I'm kind of looking at two new shooters in here. Uh, the number two message discipline, I think, is very interesting. Uh, ran a decent debut in the slot. First time out, set some relatively decent fractions at Belmont before tiring a little bit late. Has a barn change and then comes off a layoff to show up at Remington Park and a maiden special weight ran okay there I mean it showed speed off the layoff and then sort of uh, made a middle move and faded back I think that uh, he could be a little more fit after this and he should be on the lead in the race it doesn't have a ton of speed I think he's really interesting in here the other horse I used was the number three ace high royal uh, this is a horse that has never really had a crack at this low of a level he had two tries at maiden claiming but they were at Churchill for 75,000 that's a lot tougher than what he's facing in here He's going to be coming on late. He needs a bit of pace help, which doesn't really seem like a given. But I think with the drop and the fact that this is uh, one of the higher percentage connections at Oakland with Ron Moquette and Rafael Bejarano, I think this is one that I would give a look to who does have some right to improve uh, on the class drop here. So those are kind of the two that I'm starting off with. I'll tell you what, the triumphant return of Rafael Bejarano, uh, who's been He's been out west, you know, riding fairly well at Santa Anita. Uh, he was, you know, he was an Oakland guy whenever I first started handicapping and, uh, you know, kind of disappeared for a few years. Good to see Rafael Bejarano back. You want to go ahead and rattle off your your pick five and your your daily double play here? Yeah, so we'll start with the uh, the daily double play. It's a, it's a $5 double, the two, three with the six. And then the pick five, just a 50 cent pick five. It's uh, two, three with six, with one, two, five, with one, five, six, with seven, 11, 12. So for 50 cents, that's a $27 ticket. Not bad at all. And you're actually going to, I, I made my first play in race one because uh, I'm not a patient man. And, <laughs> and uh, I decided to uh, 
to go ahead and I, I've got an angle for how I'm going to attack this day. For one, I'm going to stay super basic and just play the old pick one uh, five times here. And I, all right. So if you're not from Arkansas, you're not from this part of the, the world, you're unaware that it's been basically since the weekend before Thanksgiving, it has been raining. Uh, it has been a wet, 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 wet bastard here. Uh, so it's going to be pouring ass rain basically until Friday when it clears off because the sun always shines on Oakland Park. And uh, yeah, so I'm expecting kind of like a, I don't care if this says sealed. I, I don't think there's any way that you can get this much moisture and have it not be a really just kind of, you know, cuppy, peanut buttery kind of track uh, to where, you know, there's, there's not like there's a, a, a dry base layer down there. It's all going to be pretty well wet. So I'm, I'm hoping for horses that, uh, you know, save a little bit of ground uh, to, to kind of do the job. And so that's why I went with the horse that uh, Caleb actually mentioned. Uh, the number two, Message Discipline. I'm going to bet at $10 win place. Message Discipline, 15 to 1 on the morning line. Uh, I You know, the horse has been working really well. It's lightly raced. It's coming off a trouble trip. It should be the early speed. I'm hoping this one just hits the rail and goes and that the track won't let anybody kind of catch up unless they maybe kind of save ground on that rail and can sneak up the rail. But I don't really see that happening in a $20,000 maiden claimer. So I, I'm with uh, with Caleb on the two here. So message discipline, 15 to one, $10 win place. Let's jump to race two where Caleb, he's even less patient than I am because he's got to play here too. Go ahead. Tell us what you saw in race two. You know, I've never seen a race I didn't like. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, race two, uh, I'm continuing the double and pick five I started earlier. And in this race, I have one of my better opinions uh, on the entire card, which is why I'm kind of trying to hit it with a couple different bets in here. But uh, I am starting an ice cold uh, daily double as well in this leg. I'm going to continue on with the six, who I have singled in the pick five and uh, singled in the daily double starting in race one. So I'm going to go six with the five in race three. Uh, we'll talk about race three, I'm sure, in a few minutes. But to talk about the six here a little bit, uh, Distorted Secrets. This is a horse that I think is just probably a cut above a lot of the others in here. There's a number of horses in here that are you know two for 28, three for 30. They just haven't really done much winning. And then there's a few others that I think have some decent records, but I'm not really sure that they're just quite as good as the six. Uh, the six is coming out of some much tougher claiming races at Churchill for 50,000 and 40,000. Uh, it has good tactical speed, but doesn't need the lead, has shown the ability to pass some horses in the past and come from off the pace. I love the outside draw here. He should have uh, most of the speed to his immediate inside and then maybe down on the rail. So I think that he can let the inside speeds go and just work out a really nice stalking trip, stay out of most of the kickback, and then be able to just make first run and uh, kick away turning for home on the big glass drop. So I really do like distorting secrets in here. And I think if you get anything near four to one, that's a very, very fair price for a horse that uh, has always won when put in around at this level, has a win at Oakland and really just sort of fits this, uh, these conditions. Man, looking at some of the jockey names that we've got in the colony this year, I feel like we should have our own little like jockey Statue of Liberty. <laughs> that's like, give me your your poor, your weak, your hungry. Like we're just taking on <laughs> we're taking on the refuse for from a lot of the country. Nick Juarez coming down, who I mean, to be fair, at Monmouth, he is a he is a excellent uh, New Jersey mid Atlantic kind of kind of jockey. But it's just crazy who who we're pulling from, you know, all over the country at this point. Uh, all right, let's uh go ahead. Let's talk race three. It's a maiden special weight, ninety thousand dollars, one mile on the Oaklawn short stretch mile. Uh, it's for uh, two year old fillies. Nothing more predictable than two year old fillies. 
Uh, you know, I've got a play here, so I'm going to go ahead and go with this one, lead it off. And that is, uh, I'm going to go with a uh, $20 win on the three bolt for Allison. Uh, I thought this one could actually sit a rail trip, kind of what I'm going after in this one. It's shown that it can pass other horses, you know, other horses before. If it can sit patiently, might be able to catch all of these uh, horses on the on the short stretch, uh, you know, on the on the short stretch mile, which a lot of people the 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 wisdom is if you're on the lead in these short stretch miles that you're going to win. What you'll see, though, is everyone sends their horse to the lead to begin because they they have that kind of stuck in their head. And so you end up seeing a lot of races that kind of like artificially melt down and horses come from off the pace. So I'm hoping that's the case here again, especially could happen with a wet tracks, but hoping with Bolt for Allison at five to one on the morning line, the three uh, to, to get the job done here. Uh, Caleb, what do you have? Yeah, I looked really hard at the three chase. Uh, I, I wasn't really sure what to do with them, but I do think he fits this race and probably gets overlooked a little bit uh, with the presence of the five, probably going to take all the money. And that ultimately is kind of where I ended up was on the five piece cruiser uh, second twice in a row. But I think there's yeah, a lot of things to like about this Philly I actually went off as the favorite in her debut. And for a Bill Mott horse, that's very, very uncommon to go. Whoa, off. whoa, whoa. A Riley Mott horse. <laughs> well, yes, a Riley Mott horse. You uh, keep talking about it. I'm going to start Googling what Riley Mott's birthday is because that's important <laughs> to know. <laughs> oh, that is good. But I mean, by somebody named Mott, these horses don't win first time out, much less go off as the favorite at Saratoga. Um, so the expectations were clearly high, just got beat a neck to raging sea, a Chad Brown horse. Who's a very, very talented Philly in her own right. Um, came back next time and was a little disappointing. Would have liked to have seen her, uh, win that race last time out, but you know, I mean, we don't know, maybe she lost to a good one. The horse that she beat by two and a half lengths did come back to win next out with a decent figure. So I'm not too hung up. Uh, clearly the horse gets a mile. So this is a horse here that I think is probably just a little too good for the rest of this field. But uh, given the fact that she, she did seem to maybe regress a little bit in that second start is kind of the reason I can't ice cold single her in all of my wagers. And I did throw in the one and the two. Uh, the one is a, a Joe Sharp horse, strikingly spun, who just visually looks like a horse that's going to want to stretch out and really be better around two turns. Joe Sharp is much better second time out than first time out. And that same argument really applies to the number two, perfectly golden for Brett Calhoun, who does a lot better with uh, second time starters as well as going sprinter out. So uh, I think both of those horses have a big right to improve and going to try to get them underneath of the five in an exact. So I'm going to have another play in here, uh, three for three plays and three races. Uh, going to try to get uh, a five over the one, two exacta and a $10 exacta in here, uh, trying to leverage the chalk with a couple of prices. I'll tell you. So, I couldn't find Riley Mott's birthday after after doing some Googling. Uh, for Caleb's sake, we hope that it's uh, December 9th. Uh, let's go ahead. I'm moving on to race four. I, I actually, I'm rolling solo here with this one. I was the only one to have a play. It's a six furlong, $30,000 claiming. Uh, I went with another $20 just straight up win uh, for the Jonas Gibson trained Raphael. Who are these people? Who are these? Who, who, he's winning at 26%. Who are these people and where are they coming from? Uh, no idea. No idea. Raf, Raphael Bejarano in the irons, but I use home base, uh, the one on the rail draw, $20 to win. It has some off track form, uh, has wins at, at uh, 
at uh, Oakland Park. And I'm, I, I mean, it's a versatile horse. I, it's a horse that should, you know, it, it, it's shown that it can win gate to wire fashion. It's shown that it can win a little bit off the pace with me having absolutely no idea what to expect uh, with the track you know, trying to forecast something this far out, then I want that versatility. That's the kind of horse that I would like to, to you know, play to win on a day like that where I'm not really sure what I'm going to get and I'm trying to tell you what I'm going to get two days ahead of time. So that was quick and easy. Let's look at race five. Caleb's got to play here in the six furlong, $10,000, non-winners of two, lifetime claiming race. Going six furlongs, race five. Tell us all about it, Caleb. Yeah, so this race uh, for me... I'm going to get pretty uh, pretty narrow here on my tickets, and I'm really just going to key around the seven uh, lands down. So I am uh, – well, first off, I guess I'm closing off the pick five that I mentioned earlier to the seven, 11, and 12. Nothing creative there. I think through the top three betting choices. But, but I do really think the seven kind of has this field uh, over a barrel a little bit. Uh, Dwayne Lucas comes in. He's had a, a great year. I mean, how happy to see Coach do well. Um, David Cabrera, always one of the top jockeys at this circuit. And this is a horse that probably just gets out on the lead and just doesn't stop, in my opinion. I think this horse, uh, th there is other speed in here, but I really think that Lansdowne is just the speed of the speed, is going to get out there on the big clash drop and just, you know, put this field away and never look back. I'm sure he'll be just fine if the track comes up a little bit wet, given the pedigree. So I think Lansdowne's the horse to beat. I'm keying him in a double with the two, three, and the 11 next race. And we can talk about uh, when we get to the six. Sure. Now, D Wayne Lucas, I'm seeing only winning 10% for 2022, but you know what? It's been a really high quality 10%. Uh, we're talking the Kentucky Oaks, uh, the, all the preps that involved uh, 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 secret oath. I mean, it's, while it hasn't been a, a big flashy number within the winning uh, the winning department, it's definitely been a big flashy number in the dollars department for for D Wayne and good for him, good for D Wayne. So good for him. That's right. All right, so that was race five. Now let's take a look at race six. I've definitely got to play here. Um, this is just one of my favorite angles uh, when it comes to uh, Oaklawn and Ar Arkansas bred racing, just in general. Uh, I am a dirty, filthy little pig boy. Little pig boy. Can I get the definition? Little pig boy. He's that pathetic, dirty bitch baby mistress gets the stand on. When it comes to short leaf stable horses in Arkansas bred maiden special weight races making their first career start. Oh, man. And I'll tell you what. If they're not running with Lasix, I'm even dirtier. Little pig boy comes from the dirt. He's a weasley little mud grub who needs to be stood on. Little pig boy. It's going against. So I'm on the 10. The, you know, let's get around the whole little pig boy thing. Focus back up. Focus up. Uh, I'm on the 10 Cora Mandel uh, for for uh, John Ortiz, David Cabrera for short leaf, even though it's going against how I've played this entire card of focusing on the inside. I'm going to the outside because I just believe in the power of short leaf stables in Arkansas maiden special weight races, Arkansas bred maiden special weight races. Caleb, I'm telling you, if we if we breed just a couple good Arkansas bred horses, we could win millions upon millions of dollars because some of these horses are really, really bad, but shortleaf breeds a pretty good horse. Oh man. You know, when, when you asked me earlier on the show, like, why do people not like Oakland? 
like I forgot about the Arkansas bread race, yeah. <laughs> but I have to yeah. change my answer because yeah, if you want to talk about throwing a dart, sometimes these races really feel like the ticket. I, I don't think this one's that bad though. I think there's actually, there's some form here. This race is very, you know, handicappable, so to speak. I, I know you're a big, uh, dirty little pig boy for, uh, any kind of shortly first time out starter without the yep. Lasix. Yep. I respect this 10. I really do. Um, my kind of position here was I don't want that horse from the 10 pole uh, post at five to two. Right. Um, yeah. It, just, it, yeah. it takes a dirty little pig boy to make that sort of bet. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and the horse will take money. Cause I think, you know, for a while there, I think that that, that angle that uh, you, you brought up was very, very profitable. It still hits at a high percentage, but I think a lot of people have wisened up to it and are betting these horses now. So I ended up going to, some of the horses that actually have some experience, I generally try to prefer second time starters to first time starters in these races. I think the number two is, in my opinion, this is the horse to beat. Uh, Indian Irish, I mean, showed great speed against what I have to think was a tougher field at Churchill. Yeah, uh, I, actually, I agree with you here. That That is probably the horse to beat. I mean, from the two. inside draw, going to be on the lead, you would think. Um, you know, adds Lasix here. There's just a lot to like about the two. Uh, the number three, you can make the same argument for. The figure didn't come back quite as fast. The race probably wasn't as strong, but all the improvement angles are still there for the three, and they they look very similar on paper. I'm going to use them both. And then the other horse I threw in is a, is a bit of a flyer was this 11. Uh, this is a horse that I think is going to get completely overlooked, but um, yeah, I think out of all the horses that may be dropping in class here, going from a straight maiden special way to Churchill to a Arkansas bred maiden special weight at Oaklawn is about as big as it can get. Uh, he's kind of had two troubled trips where he came out of the gate slow, had wide trips. I uh, never really felt comfortable from the outside draw here. There's no excuse to get in tight. There's no excuse to really have issues with kickback. Uh, it does need to work out a trip, saving some ground, but this is one that I think could get overlooked at a big price and might be kind of sneaky. I'll tell you what, man, just really think about it. Think about joining me for, to breed some Arky bred horses so we can just be the bougiest of the nouveau reach. <laughs> <laughs> with your broke ass <laughs> i'm telling you man we can do it we can, we do, can it. do it it's a plan all right let's move let's go to race seven it's another six furlong race hundred four thousand dollar allowance uh, there's a condition in there it's a non-winner of whatever just buy the pps and read it because i don't feel like reading it to you i'm sick man what do you want from me what do you want from me i'm giving you my all right now so caleb what was your play here? I think we both had plays in this race. Yeah, I'm keeping it simple here. I like what you said earlier about the good old pick one. You know, I'm from West Virginia, so we don't like big numbers. And we just, we try to keep it simple. And a lot of times uh, I have good opinions that I overcomplicate with very complicated bets and I end up making the minimum or zero money. In this instance, I have a lot of weak opinions and one decent one. Instead of trying to create something exotic, I'm just going to bet the number three horse Empire Pass to win. I think this horse is in outstanding form. She's been extremely sharp since getting claimed by Robertino Diodoro uh, four starts back. He's gradually kind of worked her through her conditions, moving her up in class each time. And she's responded with uh, improved performances and increasing speed figures. Always love to see a horse that's uh, running consistently faster races, uh, race after race. She handles pretty much anything that they throw at her. If you throw out some of those turf and synthetic races, her dirt form is excellent. And this is a barn that oftentimes wins at an incredibly high percentage at Oakland Park. So I love Empire passing here. There is a lot of speed. I would hope to see Christian Torres maybe just back off the throttle a touch and then uh, let some of the speeds go. 
and work out a trip from maybe just off or stalking the pace a bit. But if you can work out that kind of trip, I really like Empire Pass at about four to one or nine to two. And it's not like you're betting on what you you wish will happen with absolutely no you know indication that it's you know ever happened before. Christian Torres has made that move on this horse before. He's actually yes. taken taken it off the pace a little bit, uh, kind of relaxed and, and ran from off the pace. So I, I like that move quite a bit. Uh, I went with uh, the the uh, two Aquila Moon, which I was really shocked to see at twenty to one, uh, five dollar win place here. Uh, everyone's going to be going, and I think it's going to be really easy for Aquila Moon to just tip over to the rail. Like I said, if it's going to be cuppy, if it's going to be peanut buttery, then I think that saving ground is going to be important. So I, I think this horse is possibly going to be able to sneak up the rail for a win. Uh, a Malibu Moon baby uh, out of a Medallia de Oro mare. I mean, this horse is going to love the slop, absolutely. So uh, I did see what this one could do first off the, uh, uh, you know, first time in the off on a uh, wet track. Plus, you get John Araldo up, who had a just a sneaky, sneaky good Oakland meet last year, especially early. So I'm hoping that the uh, the early John Geraldo magic uh, kind of uh, t- does the job here. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to double this thing uh, into who I think is probably your most likely winner on the card for the day with the five Tyler's tribe and the features. So I'm using Aquila moon. And then I'm also going to go ahead and use the rail horse, uh, hazy command with Tom Amos and uh, Raphael Bejarano. It's just, it, it's quite honestly me just leaning into a bias that I don't know if it's going to exist or not, but I sure hope it does. Otherwise <laughs> I am what the French call lay fucked. <laughs> Love both of those picks, Jason. Those are two of the ones I definitely have written down. All right. So moving on, we've got the feature, the advent stakes, five and a half furlongs, $150,000 purse for two year olds. Uh, man, I, it, it's, it's the opening day stakes race. It's a short little sprint. I know the outside is usually fairly pretty good on this. You have a horse that looks like an absolute world beater. Is he though? What do you think, Caleb? You had a play here. I did have a play here and I kind of agree with you. I think Tyler Schraub is just too good for these horses. Um, I, I do think if you wanted to take a shot against him, I guess I could understand it. He, he bled very badly in the Breeders' Cup uh, and being off the Lasix. And this is given probably the trauma that happened there. This is a quick turnaround. So I could see maybe someone being skeptical, but for me, I I kind of just am taking the opinion that uh, even an 80% Tyler's tribe can probably beat this field. Uh, He's going to go to the front and he's probably just not going to stop like he has in his previous, you know, five starts on the dirt. Uh, The Breeders' Cup's a total throwout. He bled. He gets back on Lasix here, which hopefully mitigates that problem. Um, it's ridiculous that that's even a situation in the first place, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I think Tyler's tribe is much too good for this field, but I was really surprised to see another horse in here at a huge price that I actually think is uh, probably a very likely candidate to hit the board. If maybe not your second most likely winner, who was the number seven frosted departure. So I'm playing a $5 exacta with the five Tyler's tribe over the seven frosted departure. This is a horse that has some dirty form a little bit, but if you kind of, you know, forgive the first time start where some horses just don't fire, he came back and improved a ton, one second time out, took on some uh, stakes company, probably a little too much too early. He won that race again, next time out in that optional 100. And then he's got two tries around two turns at Keenan and Churchill. He just doesn't want to go that far at this point of his career, draw a line through those races. And then he ran kind of an okay race last time, showing a new dimension where he came off the pace. I think all the other uh, speed horses in here are going to get absolutely trounced by Tyler's tribe. And I think that Frosted Departure is the one that probably stands to benefit and come running late. You know, 
this uh, commentary has nothing to do with this specific horse. One of my favorite thing about Frosted and Frosted commercial, uh, specifically the one for Frosted as a sire, uh, is whoever's making the race call uh, wherever Frost was running says something like, and Frosted explodes! And it literally sounds like he's talking about Frosted just like, spontaneously combusted like <laughs> that's like what i think of every time is like holy shit did frosted literally explode in that race if so how are they breeding him did they save some sperm beforehand we don't know we don't know you can obviously tell that i am delirious from the fever so it might be a good time to get the fuck out of here but i'm hoping that we're winners and i hope that we could celebrate wins in a traditional arkansas fashion you win Why not you better win put your dick in some mashed potatoes great day to be a hog Bad day to be a mashed potato bowl. Hogs by 90. I'm going to stick my dick in the fucking mashed potatoes. You know what we did? That's how we celebrate around here. Caleb, what do you got going on? You got anything to plug? Yeah, why not? So uh, let's see. Today's Tuesday. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so you can always, uh, as always, catch uh, me on On the Wrong Lead. We stream Thursday nights at 730 Central. We've started up, uh, restarted our bankroll building and bourbon show where it's kind of a live bankroll contest between uh, three of us where we drink and try to turn 50 bucks into $1,000 playing Turfway and Remington, uh, much to the objections of one member that we didn't include Delta Downs. But you can find that on YouTube at uh, On The Wrong Lead or on Twitter at Streams Live uh, or on Twitter at Wrong underscore Lead. Um, yeah, and then me, as always, you can find me on Twitter at, at CalebWVU or in the Discord or anywhere else that you subscribe to your adult magazines. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Typically, you can only buy things with Caleb in them in a adult bookstore. <laughs> that is for sure. One of those places that has the tokens and the booths. All right. That's going to do it for us here at the Notorious OTB. Give us a follow on social media. It's at Notorious underscore OTB. You can always find me on Twitter being abrasive at of Oakland, give the show a follow, give us a review on Spotify, give us a follow on Spotify, do all the stuff that the kids encourage you to do uh, for uh, metric six. All right. We will catch you later this week. When we talk about the Saturday late pick five at Oakland park, we are out.